Apana acknowledges the custodians and elders past and present of the lands on which we work, practice, rehearse, perform and present across Australia. We pay respect to the cultural authority and traditions of the land. The first peoples of this nation express their culture through music, dance and storytelling and it is a privilege to continue a tradition of storytelling and performance in this country. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first Australians and traditional custodians of the lands where we live, learn and work. Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Performing Arts Teachers Association, a PADA podcast. It has been a wonderful opportunity today to sit down and have an in-depth chat with Amy Tinnings from Branches Performing Arts. Amy and her team cover a footprint that is just extraordinary, no matter where you are and how remote or regional you may be, Amy and her team are there for you. They offer high quality training, they do in-person training, they have a fortnightly rotating schedule and their footprint is from Hewarden, Richmond, Julia Creek, across to Longreach, um, way out into areas of the Northern Territory and They are making dance available and viable for everybody across some really remote and regional areas. A wonderful time uh, speaking to Amy and and certainly learning more about what Branches Performing Arts do. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast as much as I have recording it. podcast thank you so much for joining us today from the northwest no worries thanks so much for having me start with how branches performing arts works and let's get a good understanding of the footprint that you cover right up in the northwest and and down to central from my understanding so for you today whereabouts are we chatting to you from I am currently at home in Julia Creek in northwest Queensland um, and that is based roughly 700 odd k's uh, northwest from Townsville. How many schools do you cover? So let's talk about this footprint that you cover across the northwest and into the central areas. Yeah, of course. So um, we currently have nine studios. Um, so that we have little pop-up studios um, and a HQ in Julia Creek. So our pop-up studios are Hewenden, Richmond, Cloncurry, Mount Isa, Winton, Longreach. Barcaldon um, and then also a distance dance online dance school um, and then like I said our HQ is here in Julia Creek where I call home. When you talk about and I know you do an online platform as well as go to all these wonderful communities um, in our outback areas what, what sort of kilometres are we looking at here when you're when you're on the road and you're traveling? Yeah, look, um, usually we base our schedule off a fortnightly um, schedule and that involves us travelling about 1,886 
uh, kilometres collectively. So I have one other teacher who works with me full time um, and we share those kilometres out over a fortnight. But yeah, just under 2000 k's a fortnight. And how many students would you see across such distance? Uh, we see roughly just over 300 students, Queensland and the Northern Territory as well, um, and some in Northern New South Wales. When you're performing arts, so you cover lots of different things. Yeah, look, so um, our dance styles are more commercial dance styles. So, um, yeah, they range from the gum nut babies who are our tiny tots um, all the way through uh, to more advanced dancers who are a part of our advanced training program. Um, but, yeah, we offer all different styles of dance, ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, acro, um, hip-hop now as well. Um, and, yeah, it, it's definitely something that is very popular particularly among the little girls um, and some boys within the communities Um, but also it's the online school is growing in popularity amongst advanced dancers looking to bolster their training as well. Do you um, when you say advanced do you also have um, like adult classes for people that um you know might have been out of the game for a little bit but it's a great exercise and they you know might love to be in the bar and that might be in their lounge room or wherever that is to reach yeah yeah certainly we do have um quite a few adults who do reach out and want to be a part of like our more fitness-based classes um but when i say advanced i'm really more uh referring to elite dancers um, who are in their youth and wanting to extend themselves um, and get that extra training for exam preparation and comp preparation. Let's talk exams because of the amount of studios that you have. I'm assuming here, and please correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) that the exam um, period that kind of all, you know, runs within a certain time frame, a Steadford's and recitals, I'm assuming you've got days that are quite back-to-back here and to support your and adjudicators coming out and examiners what does that look like yeah look uh um, organized chaos is what it looks like (laughs) um so we do rad um for all of our ballet students uh they learn the work and then those who are wanting to extend themselves and travel um they have to there's a bit of travel involved in them sitting their exams they have to travel to townsville to actually sit their exam but we prepare them in person and also online um so yeah that that's that it happens once a year we also have at the end of the year six pop-up performances or concerts um, and they happen in Hewenden, Richmond, Julie Creek, Cloncurry um, and Winton and Longreach as well um, and then the other thing that we have started to do this year is we've set up a youth dance company called CoStars um, and that is also aimed at giving that extra performance opportunity for those kids who want to perform and not just competitively. Um, so, yeah, it's for basically uh, performing at local community events and things like that. Um, we also run our own dance festival here in Julia Creek called Jetty Feet Outback Dance Festival. So, yes, we do coordinate an adjudicator to come out. We've had the Queensland Ballet run a masterclass at the event um, for our bursary and we have competitors who travel from as far afield as Proserpine, Bowen, Mackay. They all come out here, which is amazing, huge commitment from them um, and I love to see how open-minded they are to it. I think 
um, is a great adventure for those coastal competitors to come out and try something different. Um, and as we say, get their feet a little bit dirty out here. So that's great. Um, and I think our e-team, so our performance team, we attend roughly 10 comps um, and two national finals annually. Um, and that those comps happen usually throughout Queensland and some also in northern New South Wales as well. So definitely keeps us very busy in between our classes, um, which we run on a, a roughly a fortnightly schedule. What would be um, your biggest challenge working out in remote, remote communities? What's, what have you found to be your biggest challenge? It might have been when you first started um, or, you know, day-to-day -day business. What would that be? Well, when I first started, it was certainly... Um, kilometers so you know we had our geographical challenges um, I think that we have worked really hard um, on the service that we provide to make it viable um, so I guess you know obviously there's that element um, from a business business perspective of having to factor in the price of fuel which is only ever rising accommodation all of those logistical things that are um, not necessarily thought about but um through our engagement with very, very supportive local governments um, and RADF funding initiatives, we have been able to create a program that is um, absolutely viable and it's affordable for families and also um, means that we can provide a service to communities um, that's also viable for us and our time, obviously, to travel to these places. So um, certainly would not be possible without that engagement from local governments who um, definitely see a value in it um, and you know we work really closely together with them um, to try and create more livable communities essentially because I guess um, it's something that's definitely become a lot more valued by local government in recent times because you know they see that they want to attract families you know they want to attract things like health healthcare professionals, doctors, um, nurses, vets, people like that, um, you know, they are often family people who want to create a life for themselves and their families. And dance is a huge part of that. So, um, yeah, certainly just working in with that um, ecosystem in a community is what it's all about. And I, I think, you know, in the start, the challenges were also around the logistics of the way that we ran, I suppose. Um, I've, I was always trained in quite structured, strict environments. Um, and, you know, for, from that training, I, I definitely received a huge amount of knowledge, which I'm now very grateful to pass on to my students. Um, but I think certainly I had to, as a teacher, adapt my expectations and the, and the way that I would teach and, um, you know, what I sort of, wanted to achieve and how I was going to go about that um, in a different environment than what I had been taught it in. So, you know, I, I was definitely very classically trained um, uh, and went on to be a contemporary dancer, professional contemporary dancer for a short time. And, um, yeah, the environment's, the environment's really different, but, um, yeah, certainly adaptable um, and the skills and the knowledge that I have has been very adaptable to passing on um, in this instance as well. So, yeah, I think it was an, yeah, the environment was a challenge um, and the general culture um, and, yeah, just even, you know, like it involved, when we first started, it involved really training um, a whole community to 
know what is expected at a dance class and how it all runs. Um, so yeah, that that was probably the biggest challenge uh, when it, when we very first started was that. And now the challenges um, aren't so much in in the way that we run, and it's probably more challenging in you know the Department of Internet Connection um, and connectivity in general is what we're. We're, we we very much demand a high level of connectivity and what we do um, and just trying to you know find greater greater and better internet connection for not so much for me mine is quite good but um, for obviously our students so how long have you been running branches performing arts Seven and a half years. <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. Congratulations to all of you because it makes just such a difference, as you said, to communities and, you know, you probably think back only 20 years ago that, um, you know, if you, you were moving to more remote areas, you were limited across a number of performing mm-hmm. arts areas and to, to see that just all change just, you know, and allow people to explore their creativity, especially in performance, which we're all about, um, mm. it's, it's just wonderful and so what would be your biggest achievement um, since you've started? You're seven and a half years in. There's probably lots. I, you know, you talked about logistics and accommodation, but I also think, you know, um, it's not like you can just run down to the local dance store and pick up your tights, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's an organisation level here that um, needs to be factored in as well, and especially for, you know, new parents that are coming into um, studios. There's a lot for them to onboard and learn and um, that education and how it operates. So what's your biggest achievement, do you think? Uh, Look, I I really, I can't probably narrow it down to one particular thing. I think it's definitely, um, the biggest achievement is just the general scope of what we've been able to create over that seven and a half years. I, I really couldn't put my finger on one pivotal Thing. Uh, I think this <laughs> just dance probably is quite up there uh, with achievements and um, more so um, I'm just really proud of the collective effort that that took to to make that happen because it would never have happened um, had people not been open to receiving it. Yeah, that's the biggest, that's definitely the biggest thing is, um, you know, Obviously, COVID and the restrictions and the lockdowns that occurred were challenging. Even even for us, they were challenging. But um, through some creative thinking and some really open-minded people that we were lucky enough to work with and find along the journey, it's it's certainly strengthened what we do and the service that we can offer. What does you said before that you work on a fortnightly schedule? What does an ordinary fortnight look for you as a teacher with your studio? Yeah, so as we sort of talked about before, it, it looks like um, roughly just under 2,000 Ks um, behind the wheel of the car, um, <laughs> several fuel stops, uh, a few bags of lollies and a bucket of chips. Um, <laughs> seven, seven towns in a fortnight. Um, like I said, we do that collectively um, with the other teacher, Tammy Gordon, who works alongside me. Um, and, yeah, we teach together. We teach about 84 scheduled classes across all the different styles of dancers. Um, and we also have quite um, 
quite a huge range of children that we privately coach. So we we do have about 80 private coaching sessions in a fortnight. Patients that are further away from us, um, they will be seen roughly once a semester or even sometimes once a year because um, the locations are you know, thousands of kilometres away from us. So we, we're trying to work out and coordinate a little bit of a tour um, so that we can connect in person with all of our online students as well. Oh, that's amazing. And with your online program, would I be right in saying that it wasn't just COVID that activated this? It's really about looking at your geographical footprint and that reach to make sure, you know, that you that the students are, uh, uh, you know, feeling really part of the process and, and the community. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, look, look, distance dance um, that's offered online was definitely, definitely propelled by the openness and willingness to use a program like Zoom. However, it's, it's always been driven by absolute demand. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people in small communities um, with small children who really want to give them that opportunity to live out their dreams um, and you know I, I'm really proud to say that um, certainly we offer an, an amazing like recreational program is what we call it as well as an advanced program so um, it, you know it's incredible that we could have some students who um, simply dance for fun and the love of it and, um, you know, the, the fitness element of it as well, coordination, motor skills, all of those things, um, as well as, you know, little girls with dreams that, you know, to, that want to go on and um, do something with dance, whether that's teaching or performing. Um, we have had students who have, um, you know, been accepted into the Australian Ballet Interstate Training Program and um, gone off to do amazing things. So certainly with Zoom, that has meant that we've been able to train them the way that they need to be trained um, and the frequency of training is there as well through they are able to receive training, you know, several times a week as opposed to once a week, you know, and that's that's training that they require to reach certain level and, and, and benchmark that's required um, to, to achieve what they would like to achieve. Wow. Yeah, just it's amazing. It just opens up for everybody. So, yeah, fantastic program. Mm. I have jumped on and had a look and, um, and I'd suggest that those that um, want to be a part of that to do the same. So really great with yeah. the team. I, I actually thought there would have been... Um, more of you, to be honest, um, just on your geographical footprint. So two of you and the body of work that you are developing and sharing is is just remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, um, you know, the program itself with distance dance is in its infancy. We do have um, one other teacher who works um, from Sydney. So she is based in Sydney um, and she does one of our acro classes and sometimes fills in for our contemporary class online. Um, but, yeah, certainly we will be putting our feelers out to um, connect with other like-minded teachers who feel that they might like to join the team as well um so you know like i said we're sort of building the program still at the moment um but certainly in the future we will be very interested to see if there's any other like-minded teachers out there who would be interested in joining the team mm. talk about your journey mm -hmm. so in the world of dance how did this all begin for you yeah look um when i was a little girl i uh my family always lived 
rurally and remotely and I grew up um, being raised on cattle stations in northwest Queensland. So um, we lived 365 kilometres away from Mackay at the time for for sort of like the start of my dance journey, I suppose. Um, And mum took me into town to see a variety night concert when I was about four years old. And I just very vividly remember seeing um, little girls in tap shoes and pink tutus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sold. (laughs) Um, I really, really wanted to dance. So I begged mum for about two years. I think I spent begging mum to take me to dance classes. And um, she finally gave in and the the miles started. So, um, you know, for me, the distances are all a part of it um, and certainly certainly have shaped my view um, on what I feel is possible and will always challenge <laughs> I was I will always challenge distance um, and I think that's because of the way that my journey started um, as a young girl. Uh, obviously being uh, from a rural background, it always meant that I had to go off to boarding school. So when, it, when the time came, I went off to boarding school in Toowoomba and I received amazing training, uh, part of uh, an elite training program run by a teacher called Benita Wally. And um, they prepared me for um, my years that I then spent at WAPA. So I then was accepted into the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts. So you went um, all the way across to years. the West. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right. Again, distances is certainly um, playing a part but not a boundary and yeah I went across to Western Australia and spent three years studying my BA in dance um, where I certainly became most interested in contemporary dance um, and performing contemporary dance and then um, following that I had a an amazing year with Link Dance Company Um, and yeah we we traveled and toured to uh, many different European countries Um, and yeah, once I had finished up with my year with them, I came home to Julia Creek where my family were all living at the time and I ran a small workshop. Uh, the You know, obviously the families and things found out that um, I was a dancer and um, they asked for a workshop. So, you know, I sort of went, oh, okay. well, I guess I could. Um, I, I guess I could do that. So, <laughs> so I did and um, I loved it. I had been teaching um, as a part-time teacher for another dance studio when I was um, studying myself at university. I, I did have some teaching experience um, and, I, and I do, I've always loved teaching. Um, and I think, you know, that's shaped by having had brilliant teachers myself. They were always very inspiring. So um, I have a major love for performing myself, but um, I think that my desire to teach is possibly stronger. Just fell into it basically because, you know, a workshop turned into, oh, like, I guess, you know, I could do one term and I did a term and I was like, oh, no, I could do the year. Yeah, I could definitely do the year. So it, it turned into a year and seven and a half years later, um, it's honestly just kept growing. And yeah, my, my love for teaching has taken over and and I think too I think there's this that um real passion and connection behind all that um we do and all that we offer uh, just just because of of being those little kids that I teach right now I, I was one of them and it's it's just I do truly understand how important it is and, and what it means to have access to dance when you live in a remote location mm-hmm. 
talent has a home everywhere. And I just think, um, you know, and, and with things like the dance competition that we run um, and the youth performing arts company that we run, um, it, it's all about giving talent a stage and a platform to, to be shared um, because that's what it, really what it's always about. It's, it's about finding ways to share the talent um, and certainly that's on the horizon for the youth dance company is I'd love to, in the future, uh, be able to take the company to other parts of Australia um, and connect them with audiences from, you know, coastal areas or metro areas and um, share their talent because I think that people are constantly surprised um, of the talent that lives in these areas. Uh, look, most definitely, and, and one of the things that I loved about your entire philosophy when I was reading about you a little bit is um, is um, there is this whole feeling of no borders, you know. There's, um, there's no boundaries and it doesn't matter where you are, um, there's viability, there's opportunity and, and, yeah. um, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, branches bring to whole of communities. How important to you is... And looking at the growth and how you started, that connection between community, family, and opportunity. Mm. Look, it's it's all it all rolls in, um, and it's it's equal benefit really. It's just it's quite amazing. Even you know, I have I actually have in the last couple of years um, started a family of my own as well. So I'm a a, a working mother. I have two small children. Um, they're one and three. And my husband is a paramedic in the town that we live in. And, yeah, I, I guess um, we, we are very fortunate to be in the position that we're in um, to be able to do what we do. So it really, it's, it complements each other. You know, it's a great opportunity um, for us as a young family to have a great family life um, and have my children be able to be a part of my work and things like that because, you know, I think it, it wouldn't necessarily work if I was trying to go back into a workforce or a workplace as such. So, um, yeah, look, it, it, it's certainly really important to me that, um, you know, we get to live and work as a family in the communities um, and, and teach and teach kids um, that are friends with my kids. And, yeah, it all, it all just rolls in together. <laughs> so much, Amy, for your time today. It has just been wonderful to talk to you. And for all our listeners, please jump on to Branches Performing Arts and have a look at this tremendous body of work that the team are delivering across vast areas and and um you can catch them and have a look at their website on um, www.branchesperformingarts.dance um which is the new way of websites moving forward so make sure you jump on there and have a look and of course amy and her team you'll find under branches performing arts on instagram and facebook accounts and amy thank you so much for your time and most importantly i think keep dancing and safe travels yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honour.